We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we broadcast loud and queer, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and pay our respects to their elders past and present. We extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and recognise their own history as well as their queer history and community members. The Voice for LGBTQ plus youth and music only on Sin. This is Loud and Queer. Queer. Welcome to Loud and Queer, the voice for queer youth and music on Sin. My name is Elizabeth, my pronouns are she, her, I am bisexual and I'm coming to you on Bunarong land and I would like to acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Hey everyone, I'm Sammy, uh, my pronouns are they, them, I'm asexual and I'm coming to you from Naronga country I acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Hi, I'm Maria, um, my pronouns are she, her and I am on Wurundjeri land. Um, and I just want to acknowledge that sovereignty wasn't ceded. I would also like to acknowledge and pay respect to the Wurrung and Abumurung people of uh, the Kulin Nation, uh, whose unceded lands the Sin office and studios stand. And I would like to acknowledge the ancestors and elders, past, present, and emerging of all the lands and waters where our content reaches. If you want to check us out after the show, you can look us up on Twitter and Instagram at SinLoud, that's at S-Y-N Loud, or Loud and Queer on Facebook. You can also check out any of our, this podcast or any of our previous podcasts on any of your major podcast streaming services, so that includes Omi, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Music. You can listen to us live on Sin 90.7 FM, and also, we are also live on Sin.org.au, so you can catch us there as well. Um, coming up on today's show got the, the usual news whip of course uh going to be talking about uh queer tv representation it was a recent uh glad study which is always fun but we'll i guess we'll be talking about queer media rep in general beyond that and uh sat down earlier this week with Roe allen who's the uh human rights and equal opportunity minister in victoria and we talked about the uh, change or suppression on conversion practices and uh yeah, it's an interesting chat and definitely recommend it. Um, sticking around for that one to hear about how this new ban uh, is going to be implemented and uh, particularly how you can seek help or justice if you have been a victim of conversion. So yeah, for now though, we'll jump into our first song for the day before going into the news. This is Homecoming Queen by Thelma Plum, the strings version. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin. Welcome back to Loud and Queer on Sin with Sammy, Liz and Maria. You just listened to Homecoming Queen by Thumma Plum, the strings version. Um, we're going to be jumping into our news whip now for the week. Um, just a bit of a content warning. We are going to be talking about uh, homophobic assault and conversion practices. So if any of that is just too much for you to deal with right now, completely understandable, just tune out for a little bit and then come back if you're listening live or if you're on the podcast, just skip ahead by a few minutes. From the Star Observer, um, two teenage boys in New South Wales have been arrested for allegedly carrying out homophobic attacks across the city of Sydney. Two victims and bystanders who, were atten- who attempted to intervene were egged, bashed and degraded, but through CCTV footage, the teenagers were identified, located at their homes and now face charges including affray, assault and assault causing bodily harm. The senior lecturer of the University of Sydney, expert in LGBTQIA plus politics, Dr Pepper Neff, believes attacks such as these can increase when queer community issues become a wider public debate. Coming a few 
Coming a few weeks before Mardi Gras following the religious discrimination bill debates, Dr. Pepin Neff told Star Observer, quote, This is a sad reality, but a reminder that Mardi Gras was a protest against prejudice that continues, end quote. This story follows recent reports of a string of homophobic attacks in Victoria, with six teenagers being arrested and allegedly posing as adults on dating apps to lure gay men and assault them. Jesus. Yeah, hectic news, but nice. a reminder to stay safe and vigilant in these times. 100%. Very scary. So this is via media release for our final story. Um, the Change or Suppression Conversion Practices Prohibition Act in Victoria began on the 17th of February the, and banned practices that attempt to change or suppress someone's sexual orientation or gender identity. Uh, human Equal Opportunity and Human Victorian Equal Opportunity and Human Rights Commissioner Rhoda Allen stated this was a momentous date for Victoria with the act representing an important step towards preventing and responding to harm still being inflicted on LGBTQ plus Victorians. Victorian law makes clear, uh, to quote, uh, Victorian law makes clear that a person's sexual orientation or gender identity is not broken and does not need to be fixed. This directly counters the harmful messages that still sit at the core of change and suppression practices, said Commissioner Allen. Any conduct that seeks to change or suppress someone's sexual orientation or gender identity is a change or suppression practice even if that person asks for help. This includes teachings, counseling, spiritual care activities, or other psychological or medical interventions that are based on the idea that there is something wrong or broken about people with diverse sexualities or gender identities. This also comes as this week, New Zealand Parliament voted to ban conversion practices with 112 to eight in favor of banning the harmful practice. Well, that's good at least. It's good to end on yes. that one. <laughs> Again, if you did find any of those stories a bit too much for you to deal with right now, um, you can call Lifeline at 131114 or QLife at 1800 184 527. They also have an online chat. And of course, you can also call Kids Helpline at 1800 55 1800. So we're going to go into two songs now. Um, so we're first going into Running With The Hurricane by Camp Cope. And then we're going into Stay In Bed, the Teeth remix by Alice Skye. You're listening to Loud and Clear on Sin. Welcome back to Loud and Clear on Sin with Maria, Sammy and Liz. You just listened to Stay In Bed, the Teeth remix by Alice Skye. And before that, you listened to Running With The Hurricane by Camp Cope. Um, now we're going to be jumping into an interview, in fact. Um, just a quick content warning for mention of conversion practices. Um, but Sammy, you're the one who did this interview, so I'll let you take it away. Yeah, so uh, that last news story in uh, the News Whip that you would have just heard was covering the ban on conversion practices. On the 17th of February, uh, the Operation of Civil Scheme commenced for the Change of Suppression Practices Prohibition Act, which bans the harmful practices also sometimes referred to as conversion, uh, with change or suppression practices not being supported by medical research and the harm these practices can cause being well documented, uh, as you'll hear Ro discuss in a moment. This has been a long time coming, and to learn more about the Act, uh, yeah, we sat down with Victorian Equal Opportunity and Human Rights Commissioner Ro Allen. So jump into that interview now. Hey everyone, you're listening to Loud and Queer. I'm Sammy and uh, my pronouns are they, them. I'm coming to you from Wondery Country today and I acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Hi, I'm Ro Allen. I'm the Victorian Equal Opportunity and Human Rights Commissioner and I'm also on Wondery land. 
uh, always was and always will be Aboriginal land and my pronouns are they, them. So Ro, would you mind outlining some of the main purposes of this Act? So the Change and Suppression Act that came into effect on February 17, basically is the Victorian government's legislative uh, way to say that being gay, lesbian or bisexual, uh, you are not broken or being trans and non-binary, you are not broken, there's nothing to be fixed. It identifies the harms that these practices over time have had on our community and makes it really clear that these practices in Victoria need to stop. Yeah, awesome. So what is the scope of the ban and like what is defined as a change or suppression practice under the Act? Well, there's three three elements to be called a Change and Suppression Act. It has to be focused at an individual. That's the number one. So it can't be just a, a sermon from the front of a, a synagogue or church um, or anywhere else, really. Uh, people are still allowed to give the sermons. It's just you can't then focus down on one person sitting in the congregation and um, talk directly to them. So it has to be focused at an individual. Uh, the other one is it has to be on the basis of their sexual orientation or gender identity. So it's clearly on those two things. And then there has to be a clear intent to change or suppress. And I think change is, is probably a bit more obvious. Suppress probably needs a bit of explanation. Uh, in church settings and other faith settings, uh, asking homosexuals in the past to repress who they are or to be celibate uh, is also um, against the law come 18th of February, which is fantastic. Yeah, amazing. Um, so yeah, with the uh, from the 17th, change or suppression practices can be reported. Um, would you mind explaining the process of reporting to the Commission? Yeah, I've worked uh, really closely with the, the team that will take the reports to make sure that it really is, you know, focused on making it as smooth and comfortable as it possibly can be, uh, you can you can just put in an anonymous, uh, you know, uh, story as well. Uh, we know that um, we're going to get, or hopefully we'll get to uh, a number of people talking about their historic things. Obviously, when you make a report, anything that happened to you before February 7th wouldn't be picked up in legislation, but it does give us a picture uh, of particular hotspots, I suppose, across Victoria, where we could target our education programs or we could look at doing an investigation sort of in the systemic area. So when you come in, um, you can certainly call our inquiry line, which is 1300-292-153. The inquiry team absolutely understand the law. They're ready to take your call uh, and guide you through the process. You'll be sort of allocated one person that stays with you through the process. You won't be shipped in around the commission because there's a whole lot of different people, but it's a person will guide you through, tell you what would be involved in making a full report. Uh, but you might just want to tell your story and um, not leave your name. That's absolutely fine. You might want to leave your name. Uh, you know, it, there's a whole range of options for you that the, the team can go through with you. But at the end of the day, it'll be your choice. Yeah. And so I think you covered this. Uh, I think, well, I think this comes across pretty clearly in the the way you answered this last question. But um, yeah, the Commission's responses to reports will be survivor and trauma informed and focusing on education facilitation processes. Yeah. yeah, do you mind like elaborating on that or just highlighting the importance of an approach like that? Sure. As a survivor of a change and suppression act myself, I know how important it is and how, you know, you can be re-traumatized by telling your story again. So we've got really um very switched on people in the commission that can work through that 
we know that having one point of call, one person, so you don't have to keep telling your story again is really important. Uh, and I also know that we can do facilitations, but they can be shuttle facilitations. You don't ever have to confront the, the person that um, perpetrated the act at all. Uh, that's that's all, all those things are an option and the commission can run through all of those. I think for me, it's important that a lot of the functions that we have, you know, of all of them, investigation, report, facilitation, research. Um, I think the, the big one for me is education. I think a lot of what the commission will be doing you know, over the next year, at least, is educating people. Because there's a lot of people that participate in conversion practice that really don't understand the harms to our community. And so training them on the law, uh, first and foremost, but also in that explaining to them about the harm that it causes and the self-harm and suicide potentially of so many of our community over history. Um, we think that's, I think, that's the best tool is, is you know, before we start doing investigations and so forth. But we certainly can build a base of evidence uh, around where where the really, um, as I said, the hotspots are and that we can focus our education in those spaces. So other than uh, the hotline number to call to make a report, um, where can people go to find more information? Uh, you can email directly to uh, inquiries at Verioc, which is just inquiries at V-E-O-H-R-C vic.gov.au or you know get on our website and you can find the forms to fill in um, you know and you might just want to take those numbers down you might not feel like you can make those calls you know on you know in February but it might be February next year um, you know I think it's good to know that that's there I think what it does is that it gives an authorizing environment this law that says we're watching uh, and this is unacceptable in Victoria these practices. I, I note that many other countries and many other states have implemented this too. And I think we have some of the best world practice in our legislation. And this legislation will also be reviewed in two years. So we can really look at the impacts that it's had and, uh, and hopefully they've been very broad. I hope people feel encouraged that, that they're in good hands when they come to the commission. They'll be looked after, cared for, they're incredibly fabulous people who are on the phones or who answer your email so and they do understand the issues uh, and you know help us make sure that we can um, stamp out change and suppression conversion practices in victoria awesome um ro thank you so much for coming onto the show and thank you for all the work you do thanks mate pleasure thanks so much to ro allen for coming onto the show and telling us a bit about this new act and uh yeah the, there were some parts of that conversation that were quite intense as is the subject of conversion so um if you need any support right now there you can reach q life at 1-800-184-527 or online via their chat you can call lifeline at uh, 13 11 14 or you can also go to rainbowdoor.org.au for some counseling services Want more Loud and Queer? Follow our socials at SinLoud on Instagram and Twitter. Welcome back to Loud and Queer on Sin. That track you just heard was I Am Sin by Flavia. Can I ask a weird question? Yeah. Whoever chose this song, did you do it because you were like, Haha, Sin, I Am Sin? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think of that when I picked it. I just liked the song. 
I do appreciate that though. Some clever wordplay. Speaking of clever wordplay, you know what has a lot of clever wor- wordplay? TV scripts. <laughs> Whoa. What a segue. <laughs> Mind blown. Well, Sammy, um, I'll let you take away. You're the one who suggested this topic. So, like, what was what was the article that we sort of had a look at for talking about? Yeah, so Pink News did a bit of a recap on the recent Glad report, which is uh, the annual Where We Are on TV, um, which is pretty interesting. It kind of looks at all the major TV uh, syndicators and um, all the major like network shows from a year and just kind of tallies up the representation. And um, generally things were on the up this year in terms of queer representation on TV. Love to hear that. This So this year, in terms of queer representation, uh, lesbian characters were actually the majority of queer characters on broadcast TV, with 40% uh, gay men made up 35% of characters, and bisexual plus representation increased slightly, uh, with 19% of regular recurring characters. And um, one of the decreased uh, stats in terms of representation was characters living... Uh, or characters that were HIV positive or living with AIDS. And um, the main reason that was down is because Pose ended. And obviously that was uh, set in the late 80s and mm. was pretty heavily about the AIDS epidemic. And so now that that's over, a lot of that representation is gone. But, mm. you know, we all miss Pose. Oh, don't we all? I will say the way you, I know like the bisexual plus is a refer, is like meaning that like, in like every, like all the other sexualities that aren't like lesbian and gay, but this, this, the phrase bisexual plus sounds like some sort of streaming service. Yep. <laughs> I'd subscribe to that. No. Well, don't you already do? Oh, that's no. good point. Good, excellent point. <laughs> You make an excellent point there. Sorry, that's very cringe. <laughs> now, it makes me happy to see yeah. that in the very least, just because anyone that's been on, like, anyone that's been that's been listening to this show for as like as long as I've been a part of it, I've been a huge advocate for more representation on TV, specifically in children's shows. But like, I can't be I can't be going around ignoring like the rest of TV. So, like, seeing, like, those stats and everything and seeing that it's at an all-time high in, like, most fi- in most areas is really nice to see. Yeah, and it's um, it's a nice incline from previous years, so it suggests that it'll will keep getting rep in the years to come. Yeah, exactly. Like, part of me wants to be, like, subtly pessimistic when I see things being kind of like, only 19? Come on, we can do better than that. But at the same time, it's like, that's very much like invalidating all the other years and the struggle that we've all had to go through to get to that point. So like, while it's not like an even split at this point, seeing that that number has risen so much is just really lovely to see and to see that we are being seen more. Yeah, for sure. I feel like also it's like, I don't know, some TV shows, I think also because there's a lot of reboots recently. I don't know. I'm just thinking of, um, I've been watching that Sex and the City reboot. I know it's horrible. <laughs> and everyone, like I, I like watching it to not like it. You know, it's just like, it's cathartic to know how they could just like make You hate so watching. <laughs> but like what I really love is that they kind of backpedaled on, um, so like, 
you know how there's like the like the most famous like um kind of like biphobic kind of episode in like TV history, right? Is the Sex and the City episode where they're just like, is it even a thing? What is this? And then it's like basically like Sarah Jessica's part. Parker's character like Carrie just being like how do you do fellow kids because they're all like 20 year olds like like bisexuals because it's like the most stereotypical thing ever um and then basically she's just like nah not vibing uh he's too like you know out there for me no thank you and like it's really Uh gross um but then like there's like this really like orkies moment but then it's also like me as a child I was like ooh was like um she like kisses Alanis Morissette (laughs) and I was just like man I love Alanis Morissette so it was just like that was the only good thing about a terrible like tv like episode and everyone hates it right um but then they kind of backpedaled in this new series but it's kind of like all the characters that are like seen as like diverse in any way is very like one-dimensional like they don't really like have personalities they're just kind of um you know like they use the con like the um term like the magical negro kind of like concept where like all of the characters kind of help like the other characters to become like a um better person sort of thing yeah so it was kind of like they they tried really hard by making one of the main characters like by themselves right well that's what it's like they haven't really said explicitly but it's like alluded to that um but it kind of just feels like a little bit like oh they just kind of added this so people don't hate on them so much but then it's just like people hate on them extra because the representation of all these characters like you know people were saying oh there's not any diversity in this show whatsoever you know there's no like representation of different like races or sexualities or you know gender um so then they kind of just added these characters and slotted them in like that's like the best way of doing it you know yeah yeah so like i feel like i'm not the only person to just like um be like what is even going on here um, but it's like, I feel like a lot of reboots are just like, Ooh, you know, our show was a bit messed back in the day. How about we just add a few characters to make it go away? Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It's, you know, so it is the way of media these days. Cause I know that we're simply put nostalgia is profitable. Like you should bring in the shows and just try and up them for more modern times, but it's not always done with it's not it's usually just done to make money so um it, a lot of some some of that stuff can always just feel a little hollow yeah for sure i guess that's one thing that the glad like the glad is just looking at purely like if there are queer characters in a show but it's not quite you know analyzing how well they are represented mm. yeah that's very true i guess do we want to talk about any any shows with queer characters that we've been loving from this year or recently well i do know that one like quite literally just came out like uh like a few days ago like i haven't personally seen it but like i've seen everyone like go nuts about it very happily um like um like hbo max has been releasing this show peacekeeper which is based off like the dc like vigilante character or whatever it's played by john cena um the show just ended and 
during the final episode, like this is like I'm not trying to spoil anything of the actual show, but it's shown that like the ca- the main character Peacekeeper isn't straight. Like they refer to like that he's slept with men and women. So like he's like bi, pan, or whatever on the spectrum. There like good for good for him. <laughs> like. But it's good to see that, like, it's brought there and, like, it's a main character. Like, obviously, since the last episode, like, the show has been confirmed to have a second season. So hopefully we can see that explored more. But, like, seeing that mm. was, like, just really nice to see because apparently, according to the news reports, that, like, John Cena actually had a really big hand in pushing for the character to not be to be queer. Yeah, yeah, I read that, that he recommended to James Gunn that he remains i think they're calling it sexually open yeah. because he doesn't he's not explicitly labeled yeah no <laughs> labels not yes and you don't but, need um, labels just quickly yeah. adding. <laughs> um i actually have been watching that show i haven't watched the final episode yet but it is mentioned briefly like it's hinted at in the second last episode mm. um i won't go into it for spoilers but yeah um but prior to that it's pretty like I don't know. There's no, there's no demonstration of that. I guess like yeah. he he's meant to be kind of like a very like kind of gross, immature guy, and and the shows like him developing as like as a person and a character. Um, but he he makes a lot of just like comments about um, women in general, like just gross gross comments um but it's like so you don't see it like him just being gross to everyone and of course Abadayo can't forget iconic character um but yeah uh, like I I enjoyed the show a fair bit you know James Gunn for no he's a bit of a weird dude (laughs) like here's some history but I think he's a pretty like fun director for the most part and yeah hopefully in season two they explore it a bit more yeah hopefully like, I know this sounds weird, but I feel like something that, like, often, like, within representation, just, like, reflecting on things that could be improved a little bit, is I feel like there's, like, a stereotype with a lot of queer characters that they're affluent in some way. You know what I mean? Like, as in, yeah. there's never, like, money problems or those kind of things. And I feel like that's such, like, a, like, it's just, like, I don't know, it's, like, I feel like I've never seen a show that that's really represented. Like it's always kind of tied in with like making it as a star or something like that, like making it as a performer, you know, that's the only way that you can struggle. That's that's very true. And that's why Pose remains one of my favorite shows of all time. Oh yeah. It's actually, you know, they're they're poor as fuck. (laughs) And it's accurate. They're, they're still (laughs) looking for um, like, you know, they're, they're performing in ballrooms and they're still trying to kind yeah. of make stars or like careers of themselves a lot of a lot of the people in the house are looking like in the entertainment industry but yeah. you know a lot of it is kind of ref, uh reframed a lot and pulls back to well the heart of the ballroom is like the community coming together not the like not what we're going to make of ourselves like from it that mm, makes sense. Mm, but yeah. then yeah on the exterior tool of that you see um you know they're constantly like just the environment of the show it's clearly they're all like no one's really wealthy in it 
and then there's lots of commentaries on how um, kind of wealthier queers aren't a part of that community and are getting like privileges like access to HIV trials mm. ahead of anyone um, mm. from their community. Yeah, exactly. God, I love posts. It's so good. I'm so sad it's over. <laughs> yes. But it also, um, I'm glad it didn't become a very serialized show. Good point. Really, it's <laughs> very good point. If a show, like it did, like it ended on a good note, like it didn't need to go on any further, but still sad to see it end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's honestly that poses like the last big show that I've watched, I think that is like explicitly queer other than just like queer characters being within it. Wow. The fact that you've just said that, I'm like, wait, I'm the same. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I like, like I said, like, I'm always really big on like, um, like especially like queer, I I really want more queer representation in kids shows and everything. And I remember it was from last year, but it was still like so monumental and so great to see um the disney series the owl house i know coming from disney is very funny but the show has a main character that is a confirmed bisexual and she um in the middle of the second season she gets a girlfriend like they say they they say the word girlfriend they have like cute little couple moments because like they're young so it's just like you know that cute like yeah. You know, that kind of phase when you're yeah, when you're young and have like a boyfriend or girlfriend and everything. Yeah. So they're having that lovely phase and they really genuinely care about each other. They have like non-binary representation in it. It's just it's just such a nice it's so nice to see a, a kids show that has all this stuff like right in your face in the forefront. Like it doesn't string it along. It's just like wow. they like they yeah. like each other, they meet each other, they don't they get to know each other, they start to pine for each other. And then they ask each other out. It's just nice. Absolutely. And, yeah, I guess in terms of uh, kids' shows, I think Kipo is oh, yes. one of my favourite examples as of late. 100%. Benson. Benson's just I really just like – Great. Sorry, I was just going to say I really like it when kids' shows, they're just really cute relationships. Like, they're not – like, I don't know why they have the – like, you know, like the kind of like there's some – big loud voices that kind of say oh but if they're in kids shows it's just going to be so like explicit in your face sort of stuff and it's just like no we just want really cute wholesome storylines that are just like sweet and then falling in love and you're like all emotional because you're like no having a connection with another person is so sweet to look at (laughs) (laughs) if you haven't seen these shows go watch them they're really good yeah <laughs> honestly i haven't heard of kippo so i was just like looking it up while you were talking about it and i'm like oh it looks really cute <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's good the soundtrack is uh ace as well oh it's amazing i love the soundtrack but yeah i reckon that about wraps the conversation i guess the uh the main point of this is queer tv rep is good and hopefully it gets better we, we want to see more and I guess that will come with um, hopefully more uh, queer filmmakers behind the scenes um, producing and uh, writing and directing these shows. Like Janet Mock was um, the main director and producer for Pose, uh, especially in the later seasons. And like, I think, like, you know, we talked about how great that show is. So mm. it, it's pretty clear that it's like, oh, put a, a black trans woman 
in creative control and you're going to get a great like representation of black trans women 100 percent. like if you want good representation you need to have that representation behind the scenes like that that's the only way that it's going to happen like so we if we want more representation on scene we need it more behind the scene absolutely and like we didn't bring it up i haven't watched it personally but i know like euphoria is probably like the biggest show right now with um queer characters in it but it's you know produced by drake um and really yeah it's gross i hate um (laughs) i I hate drake (laughs) why is he producing a show like that that okay that has a lot more problems like now i'm like oh my gosh that is like I guess he's trying to make an even edgier Degrassi, maybe. <laughs> but like, also knowing like the kind of like, you know, that's like the worst show to like put your eggs in if you've been like kind of called out for being kind of hella creepy towards like younger women, especially all the like, you know, like all the backlash about like, you know, like there was like one character I haven't really seen the show, but like, um, I think it's Cassie where. They like the actor literally asked to take out, you know, more like you know nude scenes, right? But then there's like still a lot of nude scenes. So then it's like, how many nude scenes did you have to ask to get taken out for, like, you know, this much still to be in there? You know? Yeah, no, that that show doesn't. That show just doesn't. I don't like the vibe of it, to be honest. It just sucks because I love aesthetic vibes. Like, I like when shows have, like, a really cool scene and, like, environment set out. So it's, like, that concept for me seems, like, really interesting. But my gosh, like, yeah. yeah. Apparently, like, apparently the demographic for it is actually a lot more people who are adults than teenagers which i just think is it's just like a whole mess man yeah like, it just seems so messy not to mention it's a um rebooted like it's a remake um and the original series was like an israeli teen show what, um, it was i didn't know with, that oh which like wow. I, I think we talked about it uh, on the show last year but um, I don't know how it's connected to the TV industry there, but with films in Israel, there's like an Israeli film fund and uh, to get like grant grant access, um, you can't portray Palestine in a positive light, essentially. Mm-hmm. So like um, already some issues in the original show and then to, to take it to the US, they put um, probably the worst hands imaginable, like behind the scenes to control the story. So and that's how you get a show that has a lot of criticisms. Euphoria. Wow. Like, oh my gosh. Like, I am more terrified. Like, this is terrifying. My gosh. Like, seriously. Like that, like you just saying that, I'm like, oh my gosh, that is so messed up. Like, oh, sorry. I just needed to <laughs> voice out. Like, well, you know what? That just goes to remind again, like the importance of like behind the scenes, because that can, who like the person that is in charge of it can drastically affect um, how it comes out. Like, like the betrayal of yeah. characters and everything. Cause like, to be fair, like actors, are, actors can be great or they can be bad, but they work on the directors and the producers. They work on, how they want to, it to be portrayed. So, yeah. like, what ultimately comes out is very different to what maybe the actor wants. So, it it's all it's all a mess. 
<laughs> it is. Yes. I'm sorry for bringing up euphoria, everyone. But <laughs> it's, it's... honestly, I got educated, man. Like I like knowing all that I know now, I'm like, I, there's never a way that I'm going to be like, eh, it's not for me, but it's not like, it's not bad. And now I'm like, eh, it's not for me and you shouldn't like it. <laughs> well, sorry, and... we didn't. You know what is a good show that like they try to remake that like they've done in a few countries that I wonder if they'll ever do like, and like, I think they might've done an English version. I know that this is really off topic, but um, have you ever seen the show Scum? No, I've no, not heard that one. So it's, it's, I was obsessed with it when I was in high school. Um, Basically the plot is about a bunch of, um, I think they're no, no. Yeah. I think they were Norwegian. I'll just double check because I don't want to offend people. Yeah. Oslo. That's in Norway. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Yes, it is Norwegian show. So Scum was a very cool show that was all about kind of like team, like teens in Norway right but it had really nice like it felt like very realistic kind of characters and it had like quite good representation very like it it was like quite white but like still like um had a lot of different plot lines and such and um all the characters just felt really real so then they tried to emulate that in other countries. So there's like an Italian version. I don't know how many versions, but they made a lot because it was very popular overseas as well. Um, yeah, I, I went to IMDb and there's like three different scums listed. <laughs> scum France, scum Austin. <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah, it was very like, everyone was very, like it was one of those shows that like, like everyone was sharing google drives and that was like my first example of like people sharing shows off google drives and stuff to get into it and then each seat like there was like four seasons right and then they had like a central character that they followed um so like the third season followed like isaac who was like kind of like um exploring like his sexuality and such and kind of like dealing with things and stuff so it was like I don't know the first season everyone was like this is a little boring but I like the characters but everything else was like yeah it was really cool and stuff okay um I hope you got we hope you guys enjoyed that great deep dive into queer rep and tv um we're very happy with how things are going so hopefully things can get better and even better in the future so we're just going to jump into another quick song break now. We're going to be listening to Bleach by Isaac Dunbar. You're listening to Loud and Clear on Sin. That was Bleach by Isaac Dunbar. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin. So we're going to go into our famous, our elusive, Throffle <laughs> Knot, um, the segment where we say if it's throffy or if it's naughty. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Who wants to go first? (laughs) (laughs) Gotta love a spit take. (laughs) Well, since you've done that, you can start start us off with our froth then. What about you, Maria? So any froth this week? Oh, actually, I have a bit of a froth. Um, It's a bit of a plug that I just found now, but I think it's pretty cool. Um, There's this 
there's like this thing that um, is called being a voice um, and it it's like you can submit if you're between 15 to 25 who live, study, play or work in Monash, um, you can share photographs and audio um, that will be put on in uh, their exhibition. Sick. Um, awesome. So, yeah, I just like I found it just now and I'm like, oh, Hopefully, like, you know, it'll be really nice to see, like, a bunch of different people, like, sharing and stuff. So that's my straw. Nice. So where can people go to um, submit to that? Yep. So it is beingavoice.mga.org.au. Nice. That sounds sick. Get amongst it. What about you, Sammy? You got any froths? Uh, um, I guess for me, the, my main frog this week would just be the the ban on conversion practices in victoria um covered it a lot on this show already but (laughs) yeah um it's good news roe and and the everyone at the human rights commission worked pretty hard to get that uh over the line and the um like process where of reporting um you know seems really good uh in terms of like making sure victims have adequate amount of support um and you know the process can kind of be handled in a way uh that's most comfortable to them so yeah just really good thing and i'm glad that the uh religious discrimination bill has been indefinitely shelved so that it's not going to be affected by that at all so yeah some good news yeah that's fantastic and i have to agree like that's very much a froth (laughs) what about you elizabeth um, well, obviously, like the ban on conversion practice is always is always going to be a great froth. Um, like, I don't know, I've been mostly just at home and just kind of working on different starting projects. So I guess that's a bit of a froth, just having time to be a bit creative again, just because went through a bit of a slump a bit ago. So having to having the inspiration back is always really nice. Yeah, awesome. What kind of uh, like cosplay stuff? Or? Yeah, cosplay stuff. I'm currently trying to sew the fur lining on a cape and there's just synthetic fur everywhere. Nice. Well, yeah, that's awesome. Glad to hear that you're like feeling the creativity again and in the mood to make some stuff. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> but that's kind of basically my froth. And I guess, again, me just joking about synthetic fur being everywhere. That's my simple knot, just a, just a hassle. And synthetic fur better than real fur being everywhere I oh guess. obviously mm-hmm. did we have any other nuts i guess um probably <laughs> won't this week I don't, I don't yeah like i have a little knot just like i like did my driver's test and then i failed oh, no. and i was really sad like, i took time off work and stuff and i was just like no and then i have to wait till may so. <laughs> I just feel really rough because I was like, ah, get me, let me at him, let me at him. I want my license, you know? It's like, um, you know that meme that's like, let me in, let me in. <laughs> let me in, let me in. That's me right now. Yeah. So, I- and now everyone's like, why don't you just go with like an instructor next time just so you're extra, extra, extra able to pass. And I'm like, yeah, but I just don't like the principles, man. I don't like the principles, you know? The concept that I need to like kind of 
pay extra just so that I have that security sort of thing. Yeah. Makes me annoyed. Like, because I just don't think that that's like, I, I don't like supporting that. Like, you know, have to like pay to get like the level of driving that they want to like, I don't know. It's like, I guess it's just like, it frustrates me. Like, you know, I wish that there was more services to make people able to get to the level that they're happy with. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Driving is pretty, I wouldn't like until P until public transport infrastructure is improved, driving can be pretty essential. So yeah. it's def- but it definitely is treated as a bit of a like supplementary thing. And it's a lot of the cost. Yeah. And I, honestly, like I, I just like, I always reflect on how many people need it for work, yeah. like their jobs explicitly. Yeah. You know, there's been many a yeah. job that I have not been able to even apply for just on the kind of minute kind of reason that they wanted someone with a driver's license and because I didn't have one I wasn't even considered yeah and even beyond that I've had uh, like there's been a few jobs I would have been keen to apply for but they've explicitly stated that you need a car <laughs> so it's yeah yeah you know. yeah definitely exactly. same here just so many so many gigs where it's like cars required you're gonna be doing a lot of driving and then I'm just sitting there being like well I can't even drive so yes yeah. well not to perpetuate stereotypes but um I'm sure a lot of listeners uh <laughs> will be relating to that's exactly that's that's the reason why it's like my biggest not is just like are you like i was like i do not want to do this like this is dumb like why is this even a stereotype it's bs (laughs) yeah i always i never like the joke where like because i always feel like it kind of negates a lot of issues but like that joke where you kind of like any minor inconvenience you dub as homophobic but it's just like (laughs) where he doesn't get a license this is homophobic yeah yeah but yeah i mean hopefully next time smash that test you'll get it i'm sure you will find out out next time on loud and clear (laughs) (laughs) welcome back to loud and clear on sin um basically today on the show we obviously had our froth or not we had a great big talk about um like uh, queer representation in TV and how it's been getting better, the, which we all love to see. Um, we also had a fantastic interview that Sammy did with Ro Allen talking about the ban on conversion therapy in Victoria, so another great thing to see. Um, then, of course, our news whip, which had some less than great news, but we're going to move past that. Um, but, yeah, just an all-around good episode, I would say. Would you guys agree? Yeah, it's great fun. Yeah. And, uh, Thanks to everyone for listening. Yeah. Um, if you want to check out, if you want to reach out to us about anything that we talked about on the show today, you can reach us at on Twitter and Instagram at SinLoud, or which is at S-Y-N-Loud, or Loud and Queer on Facebook. Yeah. And uh, you can find the podcast for Loud and Queer on Omni or all your major podcast providers by searching for Loud and Queer. Yeah, so you can actually listen to our Spotify playlist, The Loud and Queer Mixtape 2022, for all the, you know, stuff to put on for your next rave or just if you want to, you know, smash the patriarchy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just, you know, your casual Sunday do, you know, spend your time, you know, you know, a war anthem or something like that. (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't say that. Um, 
Anyway, but there is plenty more to come next week. So we're going to talk about all things loud and clear as usual. And you'll be hearing our voices once again. So don't despair if you don't hear it (laughs) for another week. But if you want, you can always check out our podcast again. (laughs) (laughs) See you next Sunday at 3 p.m. You've been listening to Loud and Queer on Sin. Um, We are going through a song. This is Skin Tight by Raven Lane and Steve Lacey. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin. Thank you.